You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. On today's episode of The Salisha Show. When you have an abundance mindset and you fully in your being believe that there is more than enough for everyone to go around, and even more than that is no one can take anything away from you because your own journey your own path what's meant for you will always come to you and it was never meant for anyone else so it's impossible for anyone else to take it away from you like it is only for you to claim it is only for you to step into so it's not that if i have an abundance mindset maybe more will come to me it is the more of an abundant mindset i have the more i am opening myself up to receive because i know i'm worthy of receiving that abundance that's already there for me like the universe and god or whatever you say already has it ready for you. It's just waiting for you to align yourself with it so that it has a way to give it to you. The L to the Isha. Some call me Sally, others call me Sisha. If you don't like it, I'm gonna have to beat ya. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, y'all. Y'all, y'all, Y and double L. I bet you all thought that Salisha couldn't spell, but now you know, and I got to go. Hey, it's time for the Salisha show. <laughs> Welcome to the Salisha show. So today I have with me Rachel Josefina, who I went to college with back in the day at Cal State Fullerton, and her colleague, Suzanne Purcell, who they work together. And you guys are going to tell me all about your thing. Hi, how are we today? Good, good. Thank you so much for having us on. I just want to talk a little bit about what I do, and then Suzanne can introduce herself and what she does. And so I'm a mindset and manifestation mentor for performing artists to really find worthiness within themselves rather than within the industry. And to know that you're allowed to put up boundaries, you're allowed to not hustle, and that self-development is huge in be a performing artist. And so I met Suzanne and I was on her podcast. You met her on the morning? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, she was on my podcast and wait, 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 wait. I'm sitting there. Yeah, so I met Suzanne through the podcast. This sounds great. This sounds great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so my podcast is Mindset in the Maygate. And Suzanne also has a podcast. But so I was on her podcast and it was just such divine timing that we met each other and we have been business partners ever since really putting together, we've been going live and doing clubhouse rooms. And then we also created this new event where performing artists can come together and create community. But before we talk about that, Suzanne, if you want to say a little bit about who you are. Oh, sure. Thanks for the intro. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited. So my name is Suzanne Pochelle. I am the founder of Point Rise, which is a 900 plus number community for particularly dancers. I'm Say the name of it again, Suzanne. It's point to rise, as on pointing with your point shoes. I am a mother. I am the founder of Rice Media, a media company supporting performing artists and having the ability to gather more ways of earning income and not be only stage dependent and a huge platform that they can really tap into the power of media that you're, you know, discovering now in 21. And yeah, I have a podcast. Point What's your podcast? It's also called 42 Rise. I land. Yeah, we are Rachel. I don't know. We met not too long ago and it was just clear for us that we had to do something. We always wanted to do in person and we, st- we are starting with having small groups of holding workshops, of having conversations to see what's really going on and how we can, you know, really support the community. So I have a couple questions. I have a couple different questions. So one is, I love the idea that artists having multiple things that they have their toes into, their point twos into. And I never thought about that until this pandemic when I'm like, okay, I can't. I literally cannot go to work. I can't audition for work. If I want to, I was going to say audition for McDonald's. Interviewed McDonald's. I guess I could, but <laughs> not in my line of work. So I appreciate the idea of, okay, what else can I do? But not in terms of a, if I fail doing this, but in addition to what I love to do. When did you get inspiration for that and start putting energy into that? Was it during this pandemic or was it before? Oh, no, during the pandemic. You know what I saw was particularly like in the dance world, they were all just sent home. They were tapping into their savings. They're working at Home Depot or McDonald's and nobody with the scarcity mindset just was blown up by a thousand times because nobody knew how to earn money. And we had a few that started building community on Instagram or YouTube and they were earning that way. But you have to have a certain status, right? You have to have a certain follower amount. You have to have a certain view amount. You have to be in a certain country in order to do that. So I asked a different question. I'm like, okay, how can we? I am really convinced that all the scarcity and the pain and the, here I say it, abuse that we're seeing in the performing arts were from a, from a lack of funding or lack of enoughness or worthiness. And how can we fix that? Like, how can we stop creating and stop chasing? And we start with everybody in the community. 
giving ourselves the power to use our tools to really create for others so that we have an equal exchange of energy and not always feel like we're second, third, fourth, fifth. Okay, so let's talk about this scarcity mindset because I'm always, I'm like looking at you on the Zoom and I'm looking at you on Instagram. I'm like, which one do they look at? Ah, oh, it looks so much more photoshopped on the Zoom. Right last night, Fanny, I'm like, woo, don't look at me in this close-up camera. But let's talk about scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset because I feel like this is huge and just naming it already does so much. And Rachel, you can chime in too. What do we think about, I feel like it's really easy to have a scarcity mindset. And what is that? Does everyone know what that means or no? Like you guys probably do. This is like literally what you're working on. Scarcity mindset is there's not enough to go around. It's, if I don't, if they get it, then I'm not going to get it. If they get that job, that means there's none, there's less for me. If we uplift this group of people, that's less room for us. I need to eat. This is a stupid example, but I need to eat this meal as fast as I can before they eat my meal kind of thing. There's just not enough. I've got this much money and will this get me where I need to go versus an abundance mindset. And you guys can chime in and tell me if you guys think differently about any of this. Abundance mindset. I've got more than enough. I have more than I need. There's more, there's enough to go around for everyone. I have joy. That doesn't mean you can have less joy. It means I have joy. You can have joy. You can have joy. Everybody, there's enough for everybody. There's so much money in this world. It doesn't have to just be, even though it's what it seems like, just for a certain group of people. And then everybody else, what, what about everybody else? There's so much money in this world and that if you want some there is some but the question is like how do you get into an abundance mindset so what i'm wondering is not wondering but investigating right now when i have an abundance mindset it's almost like more comes to me a thousand percent i wouldn't even say it's i would say it is when you have an abundance mindset and you fully in your being believe that there is more than enough for everyone to go around. And even more than that is no one can take anything away from you because your own journey, your own path, what's meant for you will always come to you. And it was never meant for anyone else. So it's impossible for anyone else to take it away from you. Like it is only for you to claim. It is only for you to step into. So it's not that if I have an abundance mindset, maybe more will come to me. It is the more of an abundant mindset I have, the more I am opening myself up to receive because I know I'm worthy of receiving that abundance that's already there for me. Like the universe and God or whatever you say already has it ready for you. It's just waiting for you to align yourself with it so that it has a way to give it to you. Mm. So, hold on. There's a question for me. Oh, what? Okay, so I have a question for you, Rachel. Because we, especially because we both went through like a musical theater program. So do you think that recording video auditions or even going in for an audition, what do you think about doing something a million times to get it perfect, to get it right? Is it worth it? Does it make a difference if I'm like, I did this take versus this take? Like, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, is my... Take real like that. 
second take <laughs> or the 10th take to because at the end of the day, it's still you. They either like you or it's somebody else's. If you trip over a line, it's still, I don't know. I was just thinking about this for the first, what do you think about this? Oh yeah. I talk about this all the time. So the perfectionism of being one, being able to do your own self tape, to save time and energy, to not have to leave your apartment potentially where you don't have to wait in line. You don't have to do all these things. Like Are you actually saving any time and energy if you're doing it a hundred times because you're like, oh, now I get to do it perfectly. Now I get to not just do it one time. Like you're not saving any time and energy. So what's the point in even doing it? That's the whole point is to be able to do it on your own time. Also, you never can do it perfectly. Like that is impossible. So trying to do it perfectly, you're already setting yourself up to feel disappointed because it's never going to be perfect. Also, I have seen this so many times. And I've had a job where I completely, can we swear? Can we swear on this? I've, I have fucked up so many lyrics in an audition before and I got the job. Like I have been so imperfect and still gotten the job. I just witnessed Shelly Denton winning the competition for the Give My Best Regards where she, like she's, she was a bit imperfect and you could tell after where she was like a little bit and she won. And she won. Like, you do not have to be perfect. Exactly. It's, it's not about... Yeah. yeah. What's it? Oh, it's not about being the perfect fit for whatever everybody else wants you to be. It's having the courage to really dig deep and let who you are out. That's what makes you special. And that's what, you know, will set you apart and will get you the roles. And that's when you start creating and stop chasing so wait a minute so what do we think okay i'm really just regurgitating what was just said so what do we think about literally i'm just about to repeat what you said what do we think about i'm just thinking about self-tapes when you have it in your control on your time it's not about doing it perfectly it's about the essence that you bring to it so if on the 25th take you're frustrated but you got it perfect, is it really better than the first take? That's it. Oh my gosh, that is it. Like you, when you are tired and you are angry and you are not in a good space mentally, your soul and your ability to show up is not there. So like you are actually doing yourself a disservice by doing it so many times. A disservice. Why do we do it so many times? I'm sorry. I've switched it a lot of hours on trying to get self-tapes perfect. And I just am like, how has no one told me this? <laughs> it can so be frustrating. And it's, it's because we think and we're told perfection is possible. Somewhere in our brains, we're like, perfection is possible. So that means I have to achieve it because if I'm perfect, then I will be finally, like, finally worthy to get the job. What if you didn't actually have to be perfect to get the job? What if that wasn't the stipulation? I read in a book, you brought up worthiness. I read in uh, the book that I'm reading right now. What am I reading right now? I forgot what it's called. But it will come to me. I read this yesterday or two days. No, I did not read yesterday. Two days ago. And they said, as humans, we're always trying to prove our worth, our worthiness. Okay, stay with me because I'm trying to really remember this because this is very important to me. 
we're always trying to prove our worth and our worthiness and that we're justified. When really being in this body proves that we are worthy. We wouldn't be here if we weren't. So truth, just existing, just being alive is proof enough that we are justified. And so going out of our way to prove our worth is, we don't have to do that. When you get a position, a role, a job, whatever it is that you might think other people are like, why did they get that? Do they deserve that? Don't, that's just noise in your own head. If you hear other people, that's just noise. You don't have to prove yourself. And I'm telling myself this because I'm like, I just started this Alicia show. And I'm like, who am I to start this Alicia show? Who am I? But you know what? There are people on TV who I've never heard of them and they've got their own show. I'm like, they did it. Oprah, Oprah's Oprah. But like, we don't have to. Just being alive and having the desire to do it and the courage to pursue it that is enough. That's enough. That's enough. What think about this? I would like one thousand percent agree. What came up for me when you were talking is the conditioning that we're receiving from like this tiny little bit, even if we're already in the womb, where we're taking all of this in and our subconscious is formed, we're being conditioned to not being enough by just existing. We're, we're chasing love by achievement and we're trying to prove ourselves wherever in our parents' house or in school or in a teacher, the director, the cameraman, whatever. And never ever do we actually really truly feel that everything that we need is truly within us. And when we make that switch, when we can see that the perspective that we're helping receive is really just something that we've taken in and we can change it at any given point. We just have to make that choice. We pause. At any given point, we have to make that choice. So last night I did my cabaret for my launch party the podcast, The Salisha Show. And there was a couple of times within the, the show where I was like, The Salisha Show, crazy. Like I was rolling my eyes at myself and the audience wasn't laughing. They weren't rolling their eyes with me. Five years ago, people would be like, oh, Salisha, shut up. And now no one was rolling their eyes. No one was laughing. I'm like, there is a shift that happened. What was that shift? And I do believe it. And it's almost like I was expecting for others to not. But because I do, even though I was like trying to make light of it in that moment, it was like, no, 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 this is a thing. This exists. And you you just have to decide in yourself to take it serious enough to actually share it, whatever that is. So uh, I just am like, I'm loving this idea of we're already worthy. We're already justified. The essence that we bring is way more important than perfectionism. Forgetting words, Rachel, and still getting the job. How true is that? That is so true. The jobs where I'm like, I don't know if these sides are. Go in the room. That's the whole thing. I have to get the job. Prepared. I auditioned for Harry Potter a few years ago. And I watched every 
Harry Potter moment to get ready for this great show. I took Steilac class. I read through scripts. I did all of this internal work. And I didn't So my accent was really bad. But I, I felt like, but what it is for you and what's not for you, it's not for you. It doesn't matter how many hours you put into it. So that is great. So the program that you guys invited me to a few weeks ago, somebody's about to walk into my apartment. So I keep it. I just have to not get distracted. So easily distracted. So the program that you guys invited me to a couple weeks ago, what was that event? We called it in the beginning a, a networking event for performing artists because we saw the needs of continuing that outreach that we've seen during the pandemic. Oh, my effort just like that we needed to come together as community and, and really tap into what we need and, and where we're going and support each other because that was a really, really hard time. So we started out with just asking questions and getting together and we're now really holding workshops for performing artists where we're talking about the things that we usually don't talk about because we're so afraid of taking down our shield and armors and really talk about the topics that can bring us forward and, and create a better community within the performing audience. I love it. So how long was the and how long was the evening? So yeah, it was in like the early morning or early morning now. It was in the early afternoon of, and it was three hours long. It was incredible to just be with artists and create this it was like networking, but like in this very intimate meditative is what kind of was, what came out for people that went. And we started out with a guided meditation to really get everyone on the same page. And our biggest thing is that change comes from the self first. Like that is our, our big um, theme with all of these workshops, right? It's like we want to see change in the industry. We need to see change in the industry. That's really moving forward with worthiness and abundance. We talk about that so much. But asking others to change first before you change and take that decision for yourself to find the worthiness and to see the abundance, it doesn't end up creating the change that you're asking for. So it's how can we come together, tap into the power of community and start that change within ourselves. So we talked about success and really like redefining for artists, what does success actually mean to you? Not to the industry, not to your brother, not to your, your or whatever, but what does success mean for you? So it's been incredible to just see artists sit and like Suzanne said, ask questions that are hard, that are scary. Like, like at the end of the workshop, when we had to find success, we asked everyone to see where in your life do you already have success? And it was like, walls went out it was like oh nowhere really sorry no go ahead it was just so interesting to see because we're all collecting anything good that comes at us because we're we don't i don't know think worthy or we've been told that when somebody tells you that you did something great, how are you going to top that? How are you going to make that even more perfect? So literally as human beings, we don't even want to take it in because we don't want to have that battle in our inside. So when we asked that question, we could literally feel the energy and the room go, 
down and, and the walls went up because nobody wanted to really look at what they were great at or what they have achieved or how far or what kind of little things are they actually on a daily basis doing um, that is successful. The, the big thing for us is if we can't actually look back and our past successes, we're denying us our future successes. Right. And that's why it's so important. Okay, go ahead. Do you think that response or stay with me here. Do you think to that response of there are nothing that each person felt like they truly had no success or do you think that was this group mostly women or was it mixed with men? It was mixed. There was one man there. Okay. Okay. Just leave that in the back of our minds. Because I feel like a lot of times as women, there might be something that we do know to be true. But somebody gives us a compliment. What's one of the first times? Well, a gut reaction for a compliment for me, unless if I'm getting that same compliment all day, is, girl, or, oh, you look great too. I can't, it's really hard for me to just say, thank you. Or, thank you, I love. Like, it's so hard to just absorb the compliment. It's so much easier to say, no, I've not done, I'm not, I don't look good or whatever it is, even though I do feel good. Do you think that it was, which do you think that it was really people can't see the good that they are doing because we're in a dark time of our society right now or the other one? I think it's both. I think it's honestly, I think it's both. I think that with the dark time, it's so hard for anyone to feel like within their career that they have success at the moment. But that was also something that we talked about is like success isn't just in your career, like success is in your life. And what does that look like? But I think it's also that it's so much easier to just say, oh, I, I don't have, have any success. But when that happened and we felt the energy shift, Suzanne really went in and shared a story from herself and it really softened the wall that people put up. And then we did get to see them dive into where do I actually have success? Like we did get to that point of, okay, we know the energy has changed. We know that it's been, it's hard to see our own success, but these are the hard questions that we really need to look into because this is where you create the change of claiming your success so that you can then move forward, like Suzanne said, and have your future successes. Because if you can't even see that there's success, you could have success in the future, but you're never going to know that it's actually success. Like you don't get to celebrate yourself. Add to that everything that you're saying. Yeah. When you switch your mental outlook and stop looking at your failures and dwelling on the and what's going wrong, and you start dwelling on what's going right, even like a little, that subtle shit. shit. And when you start seeing one thing going right, you're gonna this another one. This goes both ways, and then another one, and then another one. We hear that saying: "When it rains, it pours." We were talking about abundance earlier. The people who have the abundance mindset, it seems like they get everything. It's that same thing of one good thing is happening, and then it's like you build momentum, and this momentum can work in both directions. You can go down a spiral of dark and begin to lose everything when you focus on 
scarcity, what you don't have, how things might go wrong, catastrophic thinking leads to this and this. And then it starts to manifest into your life. Whereas in the other way, when you start to look, what have I succeeded at? Little things. I got up today before. I don't know. I get up before noon. I promise. <laughs> but like little things. And I don't know, just whatever those things are for you. And you, if you make it a habit to look at all of the positives, I feel like that starts to manifest lives as well absolutely it's the same with we all know what we don't want and we're really adamant about oh i don't want that and i don't want that and i don't want that and we never really ask the question what do i really want so it's the same thing so we're staring now it's a choice away and for the longest time, I didn't think I had a choice. I thought other people are making that choice for me or that path was so ingrained that it's the only path of my life that I never looked just slightly to the right to look, oh, wait, but I, if I just shift just to leave it, everything is changing. So looking at what you're doing great on a daily basis to school imperative. And also knowing what you want versus all the things that you don't want. It's great to know what you don't want. I think it's, I think there is um, value in that, but use it as, a, I'm literally the book that I'm reading. I wish I could remember first somewhere. It, using what you don't want as a launch pad, I think is a good starting place. But then to focus your attention on what you do want, because the universe only hears what it is you're talking about. It doesn't hear I don't want that. If you really want something and really don't want something, it's going to come to you, whatever that is. So just focus on the positive instead of being like, man, I hope I don't get into a car crash today. God, I don't even say it. You would say, I pray that we get there safely. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. just switching the way we, we say things. It's like, I feel like that's a really deal things that we speak are our words have so much power just like and I said this last night like it that life sometimes it feels like a game if once we figure out the formula to the game it's your oyster and you can even know what it is intellectually but then once you start to live it that's a different thing and I'm still in that process of figuring it out it's like what do you want speaking what you want and then after having that desire and that direction, that focus, focus your energy on that and then back it up with actions. Don't start with the actions. And then, because the, if you start with the action, you have to work very hard, longer hours, harder hours, doing more work, getting less. And there's a book called Think and Grow Rich that talks about this. I don't know if it says it in these words, but no, like you think first, you think this is like part of the game of life. What do you want? You don't have to know the answers of how to get there. Just know what it is that you want first. You guys can like chime in or stop me or be like, wait, no, that's how I think. Know what you want. Have that desire. And then one baby step, a baby step into the direction of what that thing that you want. Mm -hmm. I I think also when you feel into what you want and, and when you map it out, the action actually reveal themselves to you. Like you will know in your gut what you need to do next. And then it doesn't feel like 
oh my gosh, it's so hard. It's actually fun. And we forget that everything that we're here for is supposed to be fun and joy. It's not supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be hurting. It's joyful. And but living here as a human on planet Earth, I say that as a as a human. Oh. <laughs> it is so easy for things to be hard. These bones are so hard. It feels like the gravity. It's it's so easy if you don't train your brain to focus on the positive thing. Default will take over. I feel like the default. Yeah. 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 And we make things mean something bad about us always. Like grab like things are so hard so that must mean that it means something bad about me it, it's it's always it's never what's actually happening it's what we believe about it what we make it mean so like here i am on the earth and it's raining outside like i could easily make that mean that then i can't do whatever i want to do and i'm going to have a gloomy day because on gloomy days on rainy days i'm gloomy and oh i'm not going to get anything done and blah 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 blah, blah right we're never again or like it's raining. That is it, right? It doesn't have to mean anything. Exactly. We can just have a acceptance on things and then we give things meaning. We give mm-hmm. things a new story. Whether it's for better or for worse. But right. that's a good example. Because it's raining, it does not have to be a bad day. Sometimes I'm like, it's raining. Today I Sure. During the pandemic, when it was raining, it was a good thing because that meant that the New York sidewalks were felt. And I'll go for a walk and actually have six feet distance. Whereas on the race day, literally those first three months in 2020, in, in, in my arts to a bunch that I couldn't get in sidewalks. People were coughing all around, all around. I see people dying without being Scary. I walk for anxiety. Whereas on a rainy day, everyone's inside. All of a sudden, rainy day, go for a walk in the rain and have all the space I want. Like we put our what's it called, you guys? Perspective, our own lens of things on on things, and it makes it good or bad. But it doesn't have to be good or bad. It doesn't have to be bad. We can choose. Well, yeah, the, the choice, like having a choice. That was the thing. Suzanne said that earlier. Of like, we actually get to choose what we believe. We actually get to choose how our day is going to go. Like, you get to choose that you're going to have a good day. You get to choose to focus on the positive. And whatever you believe inside of you is what the universe is going to show you evidence of. So if you've woken up and you've already decided that you're going to have a bad day, you're then going to find evidence throughout your day that, oh, yes, I'm having a bad day because we want to be right. Like right. where it's. So if you say, day. yeah. What happens when something really bad actually happens? Because it's. I feel, and this is me playing devil's advocate, but it's a real thing. It's easy to sit here when we're having a fine day, nothing good or bad or monumental has happened. Well, what it, happens when something out of your control does happen? Somebody dies. You have a good day. Here's the thing is, does it have to be like, okay, here I am. I'm good and cheery, right? Like I'm joyous because this person died. No, but 
What if you don't actually know because you are not the universe, you are not God, you are not this. What if it was, even though this terrible thing happened, somehow in some way that I am not aware of because I am just a human, it is going to be for a better purpose to move the collective forward in a good way. COVID. This terrible thing happened. Many people died. I do not know how this is going to turn out, but what if a power greater than us, it's going this event, these experiences are moving the collective in a greater sense. I mean, little I by little. That though, like this has been, gosh, we're not even to how bad this has been but like the people who i have talked to and it, even in my own life if you're still breathing it's probably changed a lot during this time you i feel like a lot of growing has happened in a very short short time things that would have taken me 10 years happened six months mm-hmm. but it's but it also feels bad to for at least in my body, it feels I feel guilty looking at the positives of the pandemic because there, I know people who experienced loss. Dude, I experienced loss. There's been horrible things that have happened. So what about those things? When and we're gonna wrap up soon, but this is just my last thought: like feeling bad for things that are going well it doesn't have to be about. How do you embrace that? I, I think that we don't have to absolute the thing, meaning that something great is always coming out of something devastating. That is, that's the law. It, it always it happens like that because our reaction to whatever has happened determines the outcome. So we have the choice to either lie under the table and curl up in a bowl and never, ever get up again, or we look at it, feel our way through it, be sad, and also say that, you know what, it doesn't all have to be bad or all have to be great in order to be happy or joyful. We, we have the option, we have the choice to say and versus but. And I think that's where the magic lies. We're all great and bad, if you want to say it that way. There's always something bad happening over here and somebody else is having success. But it doesn't make one less or, I don't know how to say it, better or worse. There are polar opposites to everything. Pandemic, we're losing somebody. Yes, it sucks totally. And there is something else coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And thinking about like it and all of that and like feeling sad and grieving whatever is happening and grieving the fact that what you had planned didn't work out, no matter how big or how small that is very important, right? To feel through those things. But then when you get to a point of, okay, I felt through it, you being sad and feeling guilty, how is that helping the world? And how is it helping you either? Not only the world, but yourself. Like, what is that going to do for you? Isn't that keeping you small? Aren't you serving somebody else at that point with staying small and sad versus, hey, I'm actually, I'm through this. Now I'm going to shine my light again. 
And when we're really looking like in a bigger perspective, how many students, how many kids, how many artists are trying to stay small so that they don't get in trouble or step outside the box or you said, who am I to have a show by myself? Who are you not to? And that it is that perspective shift that there's an, there's always an end. And never a thought. We're not just one thing. We're, we're everything. I love that. Guys, for joining me. I thought favorite. We're having a again. Yes. Yeah, Aaron, we're doing it on. <laughs> so it's for the performing artist who is truly ready to take personal responsibility for change. If you are ready to open up your mind to the abundance mindset, if you are ready to open up your hearts to, there can be change and it is going to start with me. It's for you. for you. It doesn't matter what kind of artist you are. Truly, it is just, are you ready to be a part of the solution? Are you ready to ask those hard questions? Are you ready to tap into a community who is also doing that same thing? Are you ready to grow your community and grow your network with people who are really starting with the self to make change? And where can they... Working people, if anyone's listening, if they wanted to join, can they find on my Instagram, Rachel.Josefina, on Suzanne's Instagram, on Rise Media Instagram, on Pointer High's Instagram. We're going to be talking about promoting the event and where it's going to be. It's going to be at SAS Class Studios, like it was last time. And it's, correct me if I'm wrong, October 17th. You got it. And at 11 a.m. Good trying, girl. He is team. When you get out of City. Yep. And New York City. All right. Yep. Okay. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you for doing. Thank you for having us. Nothing. Yes, thank you. And I'm going to try to the next one. Yay. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Hold on. Don't hang the full I don't know. Am I still live? No. Yeah. Not on it. I've been keeping those things up for so long. Can you hear me? Yes. I, I keep them up. I'm like, somebody will text me and be like, Salisha, still alive. <laughs> I'm like, <gasps> hold on. Are you going to save it and post it or? Yeah. Okay, cool. That was just such an incredible conversation. I think that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having us on, Salisha. Yeah, that was great. That was great. I, I'm so glad yeah. we could talk. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to actually do this. October 13th, that's going to be it. It might actually work. I start rehearsals on the 18th. For or Britney Spears musical. Yay. So you're not doing Trevor. No, I'm not doing Trevor. But I still love Trevor. Yeah. Amazing. That's so fun. They open in October. So I'm going to say. And is Britney going on Broadway or is it off Broadway? We, we I don't know. We're having an out of town before the pandemic. Oh, amazing. I signed my out of town contract and my Broadway contract. Yeah. So that was the situation then. This time around, I've only signed the out of town. So. Yeah. One one step at a time. I have no idea. Amazing. Tell Ashley Chu I say hi. <gasps> I will. Oh. We went to high school together. 
Oh man, what a small world. Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to ask Suzanne. How did you grow? Did you grow your 500 people community during this pandemic? How did you do that? I have people that keep inviting people. And so it's a Facebook group. Um, and I'm showing up every day. Right. You That's showed right. up every day. Live. You showed up every day. You were pouring in energy. You were pouring more energy yeah. into it. How long did you go live for? Five, 10 minutes. That's home. Just something. It's always something that came up or it's something that when I was meditating or in the morning, how I felt just things that came up and I talked about it. And, and like the performing artists, particularly dancers, I want to pick on them a little bit. They're, they're very stuck in their old way. And, and anything that's like outside of their box, their thinking box, is really challenging to get into. So I knew I, we know we have to do triple the work in order to actually just repeat one open there. Whew. It's so interesting. I love that because it's not easy to grow a community like that, but hearing how much you put into it, it seems like this was at the forefront of your brain. And also during a time when people really needed a sense of community, that was amazing. 500 people. That's a lot. 900. What? <laughs> and Salisha, can I offer, what if it, like, going live every day potentially could sound scary, but if you're just going live to speak out your thoughts, you're a very vocal person, right? Yeah. Who likes to talk. Whatever, maybe that's not the way that you're going to do it, but what if you didn't have the belief that it had to be hard? Like, what if it did get to be easy and you got to find a way that it could be easy? Just even exploring what could that feel like and look like. Yeah. It doesn't actually have to be hard if you don't want it to be. You get to do it however you want to do it. And it could be easy. What would it be like if that was possible? You don't even have to believe that it's possible. Just if it was possible, what would that feel like? If it was possible, what would that be like? That wraps another episode. Thanks for listening to The Salacia Show. See you next week and don't be shy. If you love the show, please tell me why. Please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Go one step further, tell a friend or two. Check out my site if you think it was the bomb. Pay a visit to SaliciaThomas.com. One last thing before I relax. Shout out Josh Carey and thanks, Podmax. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.